0: Hi, Kevin, Property Soldier here, and welcome to this episode of the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. I'm joined today by Andrew Ferguson. Andrew, welcome. Hi there, Kevin. And Andrew, you're, so you're a property investor, is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Fantastic. And, and we actually met here in Peterborough. When was it? In, in, in January. Jan- in January. January, yeah, in January. So you you came along to learn more about service accommodation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. That's a good start. So um, the reason why I've asked you to come in because we've got to know each other quite well since January is that you've actually identified or you're utilizing, you know, some of the training that you've learned on and you're using your pension in order to invest in property. Is that is that right?
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So tell us a little bit more about that. What what how have you done that? How are you using your pension in order to fund your building your property portfolio. Okay.
1: So, so here's the thing Kevin, the process that we were undertaking previously to purchase property for serviced accommodation, you know, the usual refurb, refinance route, is a fairly long one. And we realised that we needed to speed this up. If we were going to get to where we wanted to. Um, we needed to find a different way. And I became aware that my pension fund from my previous employment, which was a, a fairly tidy sum, was sitting there being underused. And I realised that by creating a small uh, self-administered scheme under my limited company, I could then transfer those funds into that SAS pot and use it for property purchases. You can split it in two ways. You can take 50% of that fund, a maximum of 50%, and loan that to your limited company. Your limited company can then purchase properties, to residential properties, which is exactly what I've done. The other 50% of that fund you can then use to purchase commercial property or you can use that money to loan to other
0: investors or
1: other developers.
0: Fantastic. So you've mentioned about the fact that you can use 50% of your pension to to lend to your own company. Talk to us a little bit about the fact that you can lend the other 50% elsewhere. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the other 50%, you can purchase commercial property, uh, which is obviously great. Commercial property being quite difficult to get hold of the right kind of deal. Um, You can alternatively loan other investors uh, 50% of your your SaaS uh, pension pot. Now, with that one, you can be quite creative in the way you want to structure that deal. Um, The way I've looked at this for a couple of uh, other investors at the moment, is that I've agreed a certain percentage that will go back to my pension pot. So that grows that pension pot. And that's great. But I've also put in there a management fee. So for my time, for being involved in this, so with that, you can actually create a very short-term, quick cash flow. Now, as I mentioned earlier, that whole process can be done very quickly. I've done one... Um, It was a £60,000 investment. It took less than five days just to do the paperwork. Move from Monday to Friday, the money was in the account. But on the route, not only are you earning that percentage for your pension that's going back, but as I say, you can actually earn a cash fee out of that for your own management time, if you like, in that process.
0: Okay, that's great. Andrew, so who actually gave you, I presume you went to a financial advisor to implement um, using your your pension and putting it and setting up a a SAS.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think that's essential that you find somebody who is experienced in this. They've done it before. That financial advisor knows about this stuff. There's a lot of guys out there that will give you poor advice. Find somebody that has done this before they will then put you in contact with a pension administration company to set the whole thing up. And I think that's critical that you get the right advice because navigating this through HMRC is, to, is difficult. Um, it is a long, laborious task. I mean, ours from beginning to end took around about four months. So, you know, I, I do think that that's absolutely essential. Don't try and do it on your own.
0: Right. And, and does this... Uh... Have you found that this has opened a lot more doors for you, given a lot more opportunity to be able to get access to your pension funds you've now got funds to be able to to use? Yeah,
1: I mean, my goodness, before we were certainly, perhaps it's too strong a word, but I felt that we were at the mercy of the bridging loan companies to charge us extortionate fees. And if I look at a comparison to what we've been able to do in terms of purchasing property and financing that ourselves using the SAS... Against the bridging loan process or any other finance um, process, it's extraordinary. The impact financially for us
0: is a game changer. And so how much, so your, your pension pot as it was, was, you know, obviously earning a, a, specific, a specific rate. How much now do you think you're able to grow your pension pot um, now that you're actually using that money to invest yeah, in property yeah. to grow the pension?
1: Yes, it's an interesting one. So if you take the two uh, pots of cash uh, and split those two again into whether you're purchasing property or investing in others. If you left it where it was, you know, you'd have a pension provider investing in the stock exchange. If you were lucky, they might make 5-8%. If they didn't make any uh, fatal mistakes and lose all of your money. Alternatively, if you're using that money, you can find other um, investment projects you can gain maybe 15, 17%. Alternatively, you can be using that cash to buy your own properties. And then, of course, you've got compound interest of having those properties long term. So I think you can, you can certainly beat what the pension providers uh, could, could yield for you on
0: your own. Well, it sounds like you've definitely found uh, an awesome way of growing your pension pot and also growing your own portfolio at the same time. So it's you know what, Andrew, this is going to be so interesting for an awful lot of people who didn't realise that they could actually get access to their pension and put it into a, you know, they can, people can also put it into a SIP, a self-invested pension and to invest in property as well. But you've you've taken advice and gone down the route of a SAS. And I think it's going to be really interesting for people to know that they can use their pension funds for investing in property, so tell us a little bit more about your your background. So you're 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 into service accommodation now, but what what have you done in the past in in, in property?
1: So we purchased uh, three properties about eight years ago, a couple of single buy-to-lets and a service accommodation in in Cape Town of all places. They bobbed along for the last eight nine years quite happily, and then a, a year ago we decided we were going to go full time into this. Um, into a property business, my wife and I. So that really sort of took off a year ago. We're full time on the on the, the job now. The the pension pot has allowed us to accelerate that process no end. Um, we a year ago we thought, oh, okay, we're going to be spending another three, four, five years in our jobs before we could access that pension. I thought I was going to have to wait until I was 55 before I could get my hands on it. But actually, discovering I could get to it now by a different route, by using it for the SaaS, allowed us to bring those plans forward.
0: So, so how has it changed the way you are now operating? Is, is it just, it's accelerated everything for you? Absolutely, okay. yes. Um, Not
1: only accelerated, Kevin, but it's also allowed us to um, get a greater yield from each project. Instead of spending horrific amounts of money with bridging loan companies, We're agreeing a certain percentage that we're going to pay back to our pension pot. So when the money goes back in, we're paying that money in. We can call that 1%, we can call it 20%. We can decide whatever level that's going to be. But the beauty of it is, is that the interest that we agree on the money we borrow from the pension fund is actually being paid back to ourselves. It's not being paid back (laughs) to a bridging loan company. Yeah, fantastic.
0: Okay, so you you spent over twenty years in corporate life, travelled all over the world, worked in many diverse and interesting industries. Do you do you miss that just a little bit? No. In <laughs> a nutshell, okay. Yeah, Good answer. I, I think with this, we we always expected
1: that our careers would come to a point that we didn't want to take them any further, and we saw property as being the next step. We've accelerated that by, as I said before, by five years, and now we're we're absolutely loving what we're doing. It's just a fantastic journey. Yeah, there's some bumps in the road, some, some hairy moments, but otherwise it's been a fantastic chance to do what we wanted to do. Um, it's given us that freedom to really build a legacy for our family as well within a, with, a, with a, a property portfolio. Fantastic.
0: Now, tell me about your, um, your chosen area, how... how- you're going to build your service accommodation portfolio. Um, where have you decided to, to focus on?
1: So we've drawn a, a kind of a circle around 25 mile radius of where we live. It seems to make sense to us to utilize our power team, whether that's plumbers and electricians for refurb work, or whether that's our cleaners and our meet and greet team for doing service accommodation. It just me you know I'm sure if we looked further afield we could get greater yields. Sure, that's, that's possible. But to maximise our team, you know, a, a 45 minute drive in either direction makes absolute sense to us to really use our team. And we have over the last year built up some great relationships with our, as I say, with our plumbers, the electricians, our meet and greet, our cleaners, our, our, our gardeners. These are the people that we're relying on. And to keep it in that fairly tight area, it uh, seems like the sensible thing to do.
0: Okay, so let, let's go back to your your SAS then. Sounds like you're using your SaaS to its to its limit. It, do you see that as a risk? Yes,
1: we could make a mistake, sure. But then so could a pension company that was looking after your pension pot. You know, they could invest in uh, BP shares at the moment that BP tank. Uh, the 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 difference is that it's our decision. We are owning this. We're making the decisions ourselves. Um, I, the the two properties that we bought recently through the SAS, um, one is gonna be a single buy-to-let, straightforward. The other one, we're going to use a serviced accommodation. Um, in both instances, once we refinance and we're just going through that stage now, all the money that we get back from those properties will go back into our pension plus a certain percentage that we've agreed to put back in that pot. And to give you some idea of the scale here, uh, I'll give you one example. The property we bought for 130000 we agreed a price of 130000 We then agreed with the vendor a vendor gifted deposit of £5,000 with the arrangement that they would pay for my stamp and my legal costs. I then went back to the SAS uh, pension and said, look, I've agreed a figure of 135,000 for this property. So effectively, I bought that property with none of my own money. Now, the SAS pension is of course my own money, but there was no cash involved on my side. It didn't cost me a penny to purchase that property. We've now refurbed it, we're going to refinance it. And you won't be surprised to know, that the figure that I'm heading for for the refinance is 135000 So again, effectively, when that money comes back in, it goes back in the pension pot, the purchase of that property has cost me zero.
0: Fantastic. So you've literally, you are your own bank or your mm-hmm. pension is your own bank and your, your yes. source of funds yeah. to be doing whatever you want to be doing in property. That, that sounds really liberating. Oh, absolutely.
1: And it's the time as well involved in this whole process Working with bridging loan companies, if you've ever worked with them, I'm sure you have, you know how torturous that is. They want to know inside leg measurement, the colour of your mother's eyes. It's just horrific and it can take months. And for that uh, pleasure, they'll hit you with some extraordinary charges. Whereas if you're using your SAS pension, as I mentioned before, you're not paying out to any third party, any fees are going at you back to yourself. But the process is extraordinary. Extraordinarily simple. I mean, we can purchase a property, um, obviously, with our our solicitors. We can do it in less than three or four weeks. It's extraordinary. From beginning to end, if you're making a loan to another investor and deciding to draw down, let's say, £100,000 to loan to another investor, you can do that within five days. As opposed to some of the bridging loans I've worked with, You know, it's taken four months.
0: It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And, you know, knowledge is power, isn't it, Andrea? I mean, you, you learnt about this in, in January? Or, or when did you actually learn?
1: I, I, I fell over this <laughs> by accident in October. I immediately started the ball rolling. And as I say, it took about three or four months to get through HMRC. You know, that you can't push those guys uh, into signing this off and they're the ones that have to uh, legally rubber stamp this, but once we um, once we had that in place in January,
0: off we went. Absolutely awesome! It, it just it keeps coming, doesn't it? How how you've really, really found a brilliant way of utilising your pension to create more more funds. It's absolutely awesome. So, Andrew, I appreciate you know you're you're a busy man. We're going to uh, draw the uh, the interview uh, to a conclusion. How would people listening to the podcast contact you if they wanted any uh, advice or, or any more uh, tips around using their own pensions? How might they get in touch?
1: Yeah, I'd be more than happy to share um, any information that I've managed to glean over the last few months. Um, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, you can get me. Or if you just want to drop me an email uh, to the, uh, my business email, which is Penn Star Developments. that's P-E-N-S-T-A-R, developments, at btinternet.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew. A pleasure. So hopefully you found that interview with Andrew interesting and useful. Join me again on the next episode of the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. If you have any suggestions on future content for this podcast, please message Kevin via his Facebook page, Property Soldier.